Lose the Cape podcast, episode 161. Yay! It is election day. It is November 6th, even though I've been telling everyone November 7th for like the last month. Uh, just bear with me. Yay! We are really, really thrilled to um, post a day early on our podcast because of how important we believe election day is and reminding you to get out and rock the vote. Use your voice. Use your Use your power to vote. Take your kids with you, as I'm about to do with my daughters, um, because this is so important. We had a great conversation last night about um, talking about different people who were running and what they stood for and um, why um, it was important to research those people, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So anyway, I am here. I am Alexa Bigwarf, co-host of the podcast with Nancy Cavillonas, and we are both very excited about Election Day and the print book version launch of our book, Lose the Cape, The Mom's Guide to Becoming Socially and Politically um, Engaged and How to Raise Tiny Activists. It is the print version and the ebook version are now both available on Amazon. Links obviously in the show notes. We would love it if you would head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you um, listen to us like the podcast, review the podcast, share the podcast, all of those things. They really, really help us grow and connect with other people who are looking for a podcast of this nature. We'd also love if you would join us on Facebook. You can either like our Facebook page or join us in um, our group just for moms. It's called Your Mom Squad. And we are there to support and to help each other to talk about difficult topics, to engage in conversation, and um, do all of those things that aren't talking about about like potty training and all those fun things uh, that plenty of other mom groups offer. So we hope to see you over there. Election day, midterms elections, and we are celebrating right now. I just invoked my Oprah. I just invoked my, my personal Oprah there. We are celebrating. Yes, because it's a big day. It's a great day. We are not looking at election day as a bad day, are we? This is a chance for us to use our voices, to take our stance on things, to be a part of the process, to make change, to all those things. Yeah, I'm so excited. I like have never been so anxious to the lead up of election day that I have this year. And at the well, midterm election, like, but, I never- about that before right but obviously it's because we also launched our book on election day yeah. <laughs> super excited I no, don't know what to be more excited about. I know. Well, I am I'm really excited. I was so nervous. I have to tell you a little story. I was so nervous because as you know, we just moved and um when I, when we had our closing with the lawyer, he was really insistent because we closed at right at around tax time. He was really insistent that I go change my address and my driver's license like immediately so that we wouldn't get taxed on the new house as our secondary house, right? So I, I went down and did that immediately. And then the other day I was like, oh no, I told them to update my voter registration when I did my new registration, but my, I haven't received a new card yet. And I was like, what's going to happen? And I know the ladies at my old voting place, they do not mess around. If you don't have a driver's license that matches your voter registration card, 
I've seen them turn people oh, away, God. which is really frustrating to me. I understand why they're such sticklers for the rules, but I was starting to panic. So I'm like printing out like bills that show we still have the house in our name and showing all this stuff. And then thankfully I called the voter registration office. I was like, what do I do? Cause when I, when I type it in, it still shows my old place, but that's not the address on my driver's license. And he was like, calm down. You'll be fine. I'm like, what's your name? What's your name? And he was like, you'll be fine. He wouldn't tell us the but anyway, high water. Yes. <laughs> all of this stress, I was like planning what I was going to do if they turned me away from one place and all this stuff, all this stress and my new voter registration card came in the mail yesterday. So yay. But anyway, yes, we did launch our book, The Mom's Guide, The Mom's Guide to Becoming Socially and Politically Engaged and How to Raise Tiny Activists. Um, and we don't have to talk too much about that right now because we recorded an interview with some of our contributors. Um, but Nancy didn't get a whole lot of speaking time in that whole shenanigan <laughs> because her microphone was messed up. So I wanted to give you an opportunity to, to speak your thoughts on the book. Oh, um, well, you know, I did um, end up going live um, that day when we officially launched the book. And one of the things that I talked about was that I hope that one of the takeaways that people get from the book is um, there are so many entry points into mm -hmm. getting involved. Um, all you need is just the desire to get involved and be open to opportunities to get involved, to kind of like seek it, say, I need to do something, I wanna do something, I wanna get involved. And people will invite you. People will say, yes. I know how you can help. Yes, this exactly. You just have to be open to, you know, accepting people's invitations. Um, it's and so, so true. That, um, so this book, what I really love about it is that no matter where you are in your life, if you are, you know, home with a brand new baby or your kids are in high school or maybe you're an empty nester, there is something in this book for um, a mom at every stage in their life you know, and that you can adapt your involvement to where you are right now. Yep. You know, there's no such thing as too little or too much yeah. when it comes to caring, when it comes to getting involved in the closet that you believe in. I agree. And we talked about it in the live, so I won't go into it in too much detail, but um, just how important it is that we model that for our kids and how it impacted all of us and impacts our children as we model that kind of behavior um, for our kids. But I think the biggest thing that I want, I want people to take away is that politics is not a dirty word. It shouldn't be a dirty word. Um, we've got to get away from this idea that if you're not with me, you're my enemy um, kind of mentality in this country and realize that there's so much gray area on any topic. You can find middle ground on any topic. You might be morally opposed to the middle ground because it hurts your feelings or it hurts your religious you know, background or whatever. But if you are willing to open up and understand why the other, other people feel the way they do, often you can find middle, middle ground. And having those conversations I mean, is so important. I mean, we see it all the time. We've, we've seen politicians do an about face because they've been personally affected mm -hmm. by, you know, like it turns out that they have a gay kid 
right or it turns out that you know and so that's and the same applies to just non-politicians too that people are able to see the other side when they become personally affected by something when they meet somebody Mm -hmm. and they put a face to whatever it is that they've been quote-unquote demonizing so true so true all right well you can get the book on amazon you can head over to our website losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 161 because this is episode 161 we're so excited about this book we're so excited about our our new path and really helping moms talk about issues of importance um think about what is going on in our worlds around us talk about why we get involved hashtag why i mombicate um talk about all these different places where we can be advocates and um involved in 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 the world as moms and as women and as citizens and all that jazz so Go check out the book. It's on Amazon. Um, We would love to hear from you. And join us today. If you're catching this live on November 7th, um, post on Facebook when you vote. We would love to share it. Tag us on Instagram at Lose the Cape. It is launch day for the Lose the Cape fourth book. This is an exciting book for us. We, um, uh uh-oh, we lost Nancy. Uh, We had a wild ride putting this together in a really short amount of time um, so that we could hit the streets prior to election day. Because basically we decided that um, having the book available was super important to us and um, you know, talking about why it's so important to go out and, and actually show up at the polls to participate in the whole process to um, to actually make sure that we're setting the example for our children. And it is the launch of our fourth book. We are doing this so differently than anything we've ever done before. And if you're like, uh, wait, we didn't even know you were writing a fourth book. That's because we put this together so fast and decided to get it out in like record time. As a publisher, I broke all my own rules. Um, And we are just doing what we can to get this book out there because it was really, really important to me to be having this discussion prior to the midterm elections. In a nutshell, um, as if you've been listening to the podcast, you've probably seen a shift over the last six months or so as Nancy and I have been starting to bring in more people that we're interviewing about not just real stories about life and motherhood and, um, and, you know, just things that real women want to talk about, moms want to talk about, things that are important to us in our in our lives. But we've also been taking a much bigger stance in the social um, engagement aspect and in political engagement aspect. And with, with our Lose the Cape um, standard, we always try to do this in a way that is inclusive of anybody who wants to be part of the discussion. So this book, while it is about being politically and um, socially engaged, it is not a political book. It is not a, you need to vote this way or you should be this way. Now, that being said, our contributors do talk about the issues that are important to them. And you'll be able to see as you go along that some of them do take a stance. But again, it's nobody in this book is like, you need to vote this way and you need to do it this way. And if you're not a Democrat, you're such and such. And if you're not a Republican, you're such and such. However, it is very much about the topic of why it is so important for moms to use our voices to be involved. Um, 
I have seen so much just like insanity happen over the last two years in terms of like how people talk about politics. And I really feel that if we can get our children engaged from a very young age and make them feel like they are part of the bigger community, make them understand that there are people that need help, that there are ways that we can be involved, that there are people that need us to be their heroes, their champions, their voices, and get them involved from a really young age and teach them that it's okay to talk about these things and it's okay to engage on a friendly level, then we can really make an impact as they grow up and start to participate. So that's why it's called the mom's guide to becoming socially and politically involved because we want to show lots of different ways how moms can become involved and join in the process because that can be super overwhelming. But we but the subtitle is or the continuation of the title is and how to raise tiny activists because we want to show how important it is to get your children engaged. And we wanna show how easy it can be too. And the stories are so different. So I'm gonna quickly stop talking myself here and allow, cause I know Katie White, one of our contributors is here with us and she's got a limited time frame here. Maria's in her bathrobe, so I'm not sure if she's on a limited time frame or not. But Katie, I would love to have you introduce yourself, tell us, about who you are, why you contributed to the book, and what your essay is about. Sure. Uh, my name is Katie Spencer-White, and um, most of my time is taken up raising five kids, and now a soon-to-be daughter-in-law. So we have a wow. house, we also have a lot of dogs and cats, and uh, it's busy. And when I'm not doing those things, I'm running a small nonprofit in rural Maine, um, and I have really devoted my career to serving low-income and vulnerable people, first in education, then in law, and now in the nonprofit sector. Um, and my husband and I, I think together are huge. He's more of the activist activist. My husband is the one who's out on the front lines and going to the marches um, and doing the, the exciting stuff. I really see myself as the person who's laying the track. Um, and, and as an example of that tonight, um, I'll be going to our local library. Um, Maine is a small place, and so local means like a quarter of the state. <laughs> but our local library is hosting a housing meeting. We have an affordable housing crisis. Believe it or not, in, our, in the county that we serve, um, and this is why this is an issue so important to me. I started off my life as a, my adult life as a single parent at the age of 20. And upwards of 80% um, of female-headed households in our county that have children under the age of five are living at or below the poverty line. Wow. Um, we, are, we are only an hour outside, an hour and a half outside of Portland, Maine, which is the largest city. And we're about an hour from Augusta to the capital. And so to know that 80% of female-headed households with little ones in the house are living in poverty is something to me that intolerable that's crazy so, what community is that again that's a stat for your community that's i'm going to write this in the notes 80 percent of women run household with children with little children five and under are at or below the poverty line in lincoln county maine um and you know and if and even if we just add a two parents into that mix or if we, we take away the littles, right? And we say female-headed households with children. We're talking about 40% of people living literally on the margins 
and so for us in, in, a, in the work that we do, um, and this is true not just about Maine, this is true I think increasingly all across America, there are systems in place, um, there are structures that are in place that don't work any longer. So one of those is housing. Uh, and so my daughter, who's 15, is going to be coming with me tonight to talk about housing at our local library where there's going to be a lot of state players um, and, and folks in the community who are going to be talking about the affordable housing crisis. Because uh, if folks don't have a roof over their head, if they don't have a simple, decent, um, affordable place to live, you can't, there's no amount of work you can do to work your way out of poverty if you know, most of your income is being sunk into just trying to keep a roof over your head and keep the lights on. Um, so that's why I say I'm the person in the family who's laying the track. I'm advocating through my actual work. I'm bringing my kids along with me. My husband's the environmental activist, and that's really sexy, and that's super important, and I love that issue. Um, I, we always say that he's saving the planet, and I'm saving the people one by one. Right. Um, and so, uh, you know, our kids get involved at all levels, whether it's going to the exciting meetings, going to the exciting market marches where you can bring your banners and there's, you know, hundreds or thousands in some cases of people around. Um, but it's also going to the small little community meetings in your library, at your local library, um, at your local town office, wherever it might be, and getting involved. Uh, and this is what my essay is really about. It's not just about the marches, and I we love the big marches, right? But it's also about the the day to day, week to week, month to month hard work of being an activist in your community and choosing an issue that's really important to you, um, and being the person who's just willing to show up. Uh, I think Einstein said that. Um, Genius is 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration. Did I get that right? Inspiration versus perspiration. It's really about doing hard work. So um, we want our kids and our family to really understand the value of putting in the hard work to make change in your community. Um, and that's, that's doing it at a very small granular level, one person, one issue at a time. So that's what my, my, that's what my essay is about. How do you take a large family with lots of different um, interests, if you will, issues that we are passionate about, and how do you, how do you do both the big things that make a statement, but also do the work of of advancing your issue? Absolutely, I think it's such an important topic, and you know, from my perspective, like I talk about how actually I'm not sure if I actually talk about this very much in the book or not, but I talk about it in general about how life threw the topics at me that I would become an advocate and then kind of an activism for with the birth of our, our baby girls being born so early and then just all of the things thrown at us with healthcare issues and, and the system and life in the neonatal intensive care unit and really, really becoming an advocate for um, healthcare, maternity leave, all of these types of things because right. I saw with my own eyes what was happening when women had to choose between being with their 24-week-old infant all day long, which is where a mama should be, or going back to work because she had no maternity leave. And right. 
decided to go back to work within days of birthing her baby so that she'd be able to take maternity leave when the baby came home from the hospital. No woman should have to make that kind of choice. And, and, you know, and they don't, in a lot of places in the world, they don't have to. Don't it's funny you should mention this because Facebook, you know, they give you memories. And Facebook just reminded me that um, eight years ago today, I posted on Facebook that I had just set, I was expecting a baby in like less than a month. And I set my out of office today uh, that I would be returning the following September. <laughs> but I lived in Europe. What? I lived in Europe. So I had virtually a year off to stay at home to take care of my baby and my job was in England, right? I was in England at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And see, this is the thing. This is where I feel like we have so much room to grow as a country and why I want to talk about this topic because we get so entrenched and entrenched is the best word to use. We just get straight up entrenched in our beliefs that we are doing it the right way and that we are the best. And if we even try to talk about it that it's somehow like uh it's somehow like we're we're being disloyal to our country or sacrilege to say that there's another way to do it exactly but the reality is there are all kinds of countries Uh uh-oh no (laughs) we have to go live again sorry it just told me that the video ended so um hold on oh we will continue speaking about this in just one second here i don't know what just happened but here we go we're back on um in just a couple seconds here this is why we do it through uh zoom so okay well it's not a loot the cape podcast i'm not there the glitch <laughs> absolutely um okay let's see here share screen application window zoom and maria if you feel like jumping into this conversation at all feel free to do so just because um i'm talking to katie doesn't mean that you're not included in the conversation okay hold on ready here we go again uh i'll be back (laughs) all right we're back live sorry about that for everybody who was um with us and it just went off the air um if you could make sure to share this link again, Nancy, that'd be awesome with everybody. But what we were talking about before we were so rudely bumped off the air by Facebook was that it's not a sacrilege to say that there are things that can be done better. And we in particular were talking about um, healthcare and maternity leave and how so many other countries just do it better than us point blank. And it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's offensive. It's offensive to some people to even start thinking about these other things. But what's offensive to me is that all my best friends in England and France and Canada, because that's where a lot of my best friends just happen to be, they get a year off maternity leave. I got six weeks of unpaid leave. What? (laughs) You know, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. But I mean, it's all about priorities, you know, yeah. this is why, you know, um, when you go vote, you know, like not voting for yourself, you're voting for everybody else, you're voting for what you think this country's priority should be, you know, and that's why you can't be a single issue voter. Well, and the one thing that I'll say on this, especially when it comes to midterms, and I do write about this in my um, in my essay, I wrote about the fact that um, there was a time, or actually I wrote about this on Moms Rising the other day, there was a time when my kids were really young and I was like, I can't even fathom 
going to vote and dragging all three of them with me and standing in line and doing all of these things. And I didn't know, I didn't realize that how the importance of midterms, the importance of the types of things that start at the local level. There are many states who are now running paid maternity and paid sick time programs. And it's because their voters have said, this is important to us. Screw what the national government is doing. We're going to make it a local issue and take care of our own. So midterms, local elections, they're far, they are far more important than the presidential election, even though it took me a long time to realize that, you know, we get so wrapped up in the presidential election, but in reality, the real stuff where it's really impacting us every single day is right here in our local elections. Um, I mean, I'd love, to, I'd love to jump in if I can. Yeah, please. Um, <laughs> Welcome, please. Maria. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, right. I kind of want to lead in when you're talking about, um, you know, saying how important the midterms are and how important things are right where you're at. So I think sometimes as adults, we think of the big picture and it can be really overwhelming to think of, you know, I guess think of the presidential election. So yeah, that's the big deal. But like you said, break it down and the midterms are just as important. And my essay is all about raising kind and caring individuals by teaching children through service learning. Yes. And um, I am a mother of three. I live in the Metro Detroit area in Michigan. And um, I am a children's book author. So I have been, you know, writing children's books for 10 years. I was a teacher prior to that. And so I have had a lot of experience with children from many different backgrounds. Um, you know, cultural backgrounds and financial, social, and economical backgrounds. And what I've found is that we really need our children to come out of this bubble that as mamas, we try to keep them in. Uh, it's not healthy for them. It's not doing them any justice. Uh, the real world is not a bubble, unfortunately, as we all know. So one of the things you can do within your own home, I mean, mamas, if you are in that robe, like, like I am now, um, you know, there are things you can do right inside of your own home, which I think really empowers uh, families who financially maybe can't do a lot. And um, like I said, so anyways, my essay talks about many different levels, many different ways that you can participate in service learning and giving back to your community, to your, um, to your world, basically, through your own home, through your own home. So one example in that is, you know, baking cookies for neighbors. So of course, that's going to cost a little bit of money. Um, but you can um, help your children to make letters for people. Uh, it could be for the local firemen and women. It could be a local senior home. Um, another thing, you know, we have a senior home just across from our, our neighborhood and we, we usually visit the seniors twice a year and I organize it, a, a bunch of moms and children will go there. And one time we go is around the holidays and we do some caroling and singing and it just brings so much joy to those seniors faces. They don't get a lot of visitors. And on the flip side, our children are learning to talk to individuals, are learning to, we talk about eye contact, we talk about manners, and we talk about asking the seniors, how are they doing, you know, moving it away from me, 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 and discussing that the world isn't all about me, it's about we. Um, and then we also will visit them in the summer months with a bunch of moms and children, and we set up different activities, and ladies, I have to tell you, their favorite activity is when the young children paint their nails. 
Yes, free manicures. So, you know, it's things like that, just getting our children out in the community, being able to do things, whether it be at your own home or like I said, leaving the home, but showing our kids that there are other people in the world that live different lifestyles, that have things that are different than us and oftentimes need help. This is so true. And I'm sure Nancy's going to jump into this in a minute to talk about her essay, which was how her religious background and her parents um, brought her into it. But on that point, like when I was a child, we didn't do this a lot. In my memory, it feels like we did it a lot. But when I actually go back and think about it, we probably only did this a handful of times. But my parents took me a couple of times when I was young, elementary school age, because we were still in Texas at the time and we left there after fifth grade. So I know I was young, but we went to our local soup kitchen and, um, and served food to the homeless and the poor. And that opened up so many conversations for my parents. And I mean, literally changed my life on how I view other people and their needs. And it also, you know, the other magical thing is that it takes away your fear because people act in hatred a lot of times when they're afraid of something. And, um, and when you see that these are just people that have had some bad luck or whatever has led them to those, you know, it really does make a difference. I love your essay, Maria. I think it's great. Thank you. And I, I think a good point um, that we should reiterate that you just said is you may have only done that a handful of times, but it made a difference in your life. I'm not suggesting to moms that, you know, every day of the week that they're doing something for other people because right. we know that's not humanly possible. Right. Um, and I'm sure that's not what Katie's saying either. It's, it's those baby steps. If we all sit at home and think that someone else is going to do it, no mm -hmm. one's going to do it. Like we can't have that mentality. Right. And, and, and just a segue, same with voting. Yeah, <laughs> if exactly. we just assume people are going to go vote and then they don't, then the crazy people get elected. And then we're <laughs> complaining that the crazy people are elected. And exactly. that's, you can't complain if you're not part of the, you know, process. So I, I just want to thank you, Alexa and Nancy, for bringing all of us together to create such a wonderful book that we need in society. And I'm just so excited for people to, to be able to take action from these essays. So I really appreciate your effort and time in this. Well, we're happy that you were part of it. And for, um, she didn't go into too much detail, but one of the things that I really love about your essay, uh, Maria, is that she does like give some, some basic ideas on things that you can do and how to do it. Just easy stuff, easy, easy stuff that any, any mom, any little mom's group, and I used to do this stuff with my mom friends too. When I was, when my kids were small and we were at home, we would get together at one person's house. We would do something and together a craft or whatever. So why not make it sandwiches for the local shelter or, um, you know, something fun like that. There's so much need in every community, so much need. I guarantee you, you can find somebody who will take your sandwiches Guess. Absolutely. Sandwiches, cereal <laughs> drives, um, blessing bags for the homeless. The ideas are endless. And, you know, I was uh, perusing Pinterest the other night looking for something for something else. And I saw that um, a local mom's group made non-slip non socks for a senior home. And so basically they bought a bunch of socks from the dollar store and the kids decorated the bottoms of them with puffy paint. And then that provides the non-slip, which all the seniors need to be wearing in the senior home. So it's just something simple, bringing the kids together and having the kids actually do something. And before I, I sign off here, I think it's really helping our children to see that 
that they can take their talents and they can use that talent to make a difference. And a prime example, Alexa, is you. You are talented in writing and publishing and you're using that talent to create books that make a difference. And each one of our children have an ability and a talent that they can use to help other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the hope that we're going to make the world a happier, healthier, loving place through slippy, non-slippy socks. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I apologize. I have to sign off, but I am excited about this launch and I will be popping in and out all day and sharing this amazing launch. Thanks, ladies. Thank you, Maria. Make sure your friends go vote. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Katie, do you, I know you are on a time um, crunch too. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to add into the discussion? No, just, I'm, I'm super excited. And um, yeah, I, 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 hope, I hope people get inspired. There's a lot of really great things um, in this work. So I, I found I, the coolest quote, which wasn't in the ebook version. So if you were one of our advanced readers, or if you've only seen the um, advanced review copies so far, it's in the print version. And I just want to share it if I can. Oh, I closed everything out. <laughs> oh, um, I cl- naturally, I closed everything out. But um, okay, I'll come back to that quote. But it was basically the quote was something along the lines of like, a nation truly like takes off when the moms or when the women basically decide that they're interested in something. And um, I, I, not in a sexist way or in a way that I think we're better than the men folk. I love my husband and my son very, very much, but I think it's so true. And, and something you just said just made that flash into my head. It's like women, when we decide we want to accomplish something and when we decide we're willing to come together and talk about it and say, I mean, we're talking about what has been such an ugly, controversial thing in our, in our communities for the last two years and for years and years and years before that. Yet, if we decide we're willing to have a different conversation, we're willing to make changes starting from the very lowest level by just helping the people around us. It's freaking amazing what we can do when we come together and do that. And um, I think that is what excites me the most about this book is that we have such different voices um, coming together and just showing how we involve ourselves and involve our children and are doing small things that once, once we start talking about them more, will lead to bigger things and um and bigger healing and change but i'm so glad you were a part of it your essay is awesome katie and i go way back actually to like the beginning blogging we were in this little blogging network of like eight of us together and we would just share each other's posts every week (laughs) back in the early days (laughs) way back in those days yep well it's been a pleasure and i'll be um around and sharing everything and trying to get uh other people to 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 pick this up and and like i said get inspired so thank you and i will see you soon thanks katie have a great day bye bye all right nancy your turn (laughs) (laughs) is it really i you know when you said that about you know how women make things happen yeah it doesn't even um no matter which side of the aisle you're on, that yeah. tends to be true because it was women who decided the last election. Absolutely. 
you know, like all these women came out in droves and decided the last election whether or not you agree with the results of that election. Right. All they talked about in the election results were just the percentage of women that tipped it over. Yeah. And do you mean in their mind to something? They make do you it mean in the, um, in the last presidential election? Yes. Yes. Because yeah. they decided that they were. Um, Yes, I'm, I'm not saying I'm okay. saying right, 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 right. Yeah, I haven't really <laughs> thought about that because from my perspective, I feel like women didn't show up. But now that I think about it, I saw far more many women expressing themselves anti her than <laughs> I try not to say. Yeah, like, just like, you know, like even um, the number of women that, um, and when you break it down into groups, it was like 90% of um, black women voted for Hillary. Mm -hmm. And uh, she, I can't, it was like over half of white women that voted for Trump. I right. mean, like they right. really looked at like the large numbers of women who came out trying to push the election. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. On a funny note, I was telling my husband, I was scrolling through Facebook. I tried to stay off of Facebook for like four days because I just... Oh my gosh, between the full moon last week and all the shootings and all the, I just, I couldn't take it. Like all of us reach our threshold where we're just like, we can't consume any more of it. It makes us all want to hurt ourselves. But um, <laughs> I, so I finally was scrolling through again last night, just kind of seeing what was going on. And um, I saw um, Mary Catherine Backstrom, who is, um, she's been a scary mommy, um, person behind the scenes. She's run mom babble. She's very, very vocal about her political things, but it was funny because she, she posted an article that was, um, Hillary said something like, well, I would like to be president of the United States. And it's like, and the article was talking about how Hillary somewhat don't, don't run away here. I'm not going to get political. This is actually a funny story, I think. Um, but it's like it, that she made some kind of hint at she might throw her hat back in the ring again. And the, the funny thing to me is that all these women that were commenting, I thought for sure would be like, because they were such strong Hillary supporters at the beginning or in the last one. But now I realize that it's, it wasn't necessarily a Hillary thing. It was a values and getting a, a strong woman elected thing because all the comments now were like, no, don't go back there again. No, it's time to move forward. Don't even know. No, no. And, <laughs> oh my God. Really? Yeah. And I wouldn't, I, I would not want to see her run for election again. We've got, we need new blood. We need new stuff. And it would come back to the freaking emails again. <laughs> it's always going to come back to those damn emails. Right. So uh, anyway. Uh, emails. Forget the clutch grabbing and, you know, forget the making fun of disabled people. It's the emails. Well, I will say that Mom's Rising, who, which has rapidly become one of my favorite sites it's momsrising.org they if you are interested in supporting female candidates they have a whole platform going right now to support strong good new female candidates that are running for office and um you know as women here's the thing democrat republican whatever as women we need to have women's issues as more of a forefront period 
end of dot, end of statement, whatever. Like if you think about all the things that fall under women's issues, there are so many huge issues that are not being tackled the way that they need to be tackled. Healthcare is a major one, um, you know, just because of how much it impacts women and children. Um, e fair and equal pay, all of the stuff that continues to raise its ugly head with the Me Too stuff and the sexual assault, sexual harassment, all of those types of things. Like, we need more women leaders everywhere, as Kirthi says. Yes. I'm going to share her video because. Yes. Um, What's that? No, I got it. Um, got it. Yeah. So, I, I feel like when you, when, when women get what they want, it's better for everybody. And I know that sounds like, you know, something that would be like on a wine glass or something like that, but it's true because women, whether you like it or not, like women are, 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 are the people that keep things running. You know, and I personally feel like there are a lot of men out there who would appreciate the onus not being on them all the time. Absolutely. To, you know, that like it, sh it should be equal. And I think a lot of men out there would be very happy to have that pressure taken off of them. You yeah, know, it's interesting. The ego part of it. Yeah, somebody said this to me um, or said it in an interview or someplace, I don't remember, but we were talking, um, they might've been in this in this group of women. I have a um, my wolf pack, we call ourselves. Um, we vox every day and we talk about stuff like this. And um, one of them has two boys. She only has boys. And we were talking about, you know, we talk a lot about raising strong, empowered women, but where's the conversation on raising strong, empowered boys who understand that, you know, not every woman needs to be saved by them and that, and maybe they don't want to go save the woman. Maybe they just want to be, you know, all these kinds of conversations. It's, it's really interesting. But I do think that at the end of the day, like, I don't know if it's because of the fact that we've come into a position where we where women are just like responsible for all of these things because we're the home we we can we take care of the kids we take care of the home generally speaking generally speaking shout out to the stay-at-home dads we got your back too um well i'll just say whoever that person is like they're so responsible for all of these types of things and it's just like you have to be able to get stuff done or everybody else in your family suffers um yeah. so we just mean, kind of evolved to this I get stuff done mentality, you know? Yeah. Do you mean, the, I think the flip side of that though, that women need to be better at speaking up for their needs, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, I have, uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry, I just found my little postcards. We have all these little postcards. Pile of clean laundry that is in my bedroom right now. Cause like I have managed to actually wash the clothes but I have not had time to fold it and I'm thinking to myself you know really I just do the laundry as a courtesy to everybody else in this house so if people need folded clothes they're just gonna have to go do it themselves <laughs> time right now, you know and I'm like gotten much better at like you know telling my husband like I need help with this and I can't deal with this right now and I need you to do this and you know and he a lot of times he'll be like you know it he doesn't know unless I tell him. Yeah. Or unless I ask it's him. True. You know? It's true. Sometimes they need a little more. You know, this vision that women at home just do it all and get it done. 
and stuff, but we really need to be better at being okay with like, you know, the laundry's not getting folded unless somebody helps me or, you know, turn the dishwasher on. You know, that's a great point. I have a friend right now who um, she has uh, a baby who was born early and with a lot of health problems. She's had to have a shunt put in her head. She's got just a lot of health problems. And um, she recently posted that they were back in the hospital again, and that Aniston was having um, surgery again. And I, you know, people were asking, how can we help? How can we help? And she was like, just pray for me. And I'm like, honey, <laughs> you need more than prayers. You need somebody to make your dinner, to take care of your daughter who's at home, to help get your daughter to and from school, to help your husband who is also physically disabled, to cook meals, to get the house cleaned, maybe to pay the bills, to help you get back and forth from the hospital. It takes a village. It does yeah. take a village, but we have, to, we have to stop thinking that it's not okay to ask for help because- When people give me help, I'm like, I will take it. I yeah. will take it. Absolutely. Offer to like bring my kid home or take them home from school or whatever. I'm like, you got it. Here you go. They're all yours. You want to make me dinner? I will take it. All right. Well, I have been promising that we would be giving away a print book. So um, if you were here at the very beginning, I said that we just like, I broke, as a publisher, I broke all my rules because I really, really wanted to get this book out there in time for pe for us to be having this conversation prior to the midterm elections. So um, we took a lot of shortcuts for better or for worse. We took a lot of shortcuts. I mean, part of the reason why we were able to get this book together so quickly is that the essays were already so well written. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the writing is good. That's that part I'm not worried about, what, whatever. The content of the book is amazing. Uh, okay. What we've done in terms of, um, of publicity and marketing and those kinds of things, not so amazing, but that's okay. Um, and that's why we're having a split launch. Like today, the ebook is available, and um, officially November 7th is the print launch book, but I'm hoping it will be available prior to November 7th. And, you know, I'm happy for people to get it whenever. But I don't have a copy to show you. We'll just pretend that this one is, um, is the new cover. This is the original book. <laughs> The new one looks nothing like this. You can see the, the um, hot pink cover in the comments. But um, we're going to give away multiple copies of the print version of the book. Um, and basically, all you have to do is leave a comment in this, um, in this thread at some point in place. I don't care what you say. You can say, I want a book. You can say, you guys rock. You can say, um, go vote. I don't care what you say. Let's say go vote. Anyway, um, the other thing that I want to talk about before we wrap all of this stuff up is that, oh, and bonus points. If you share anything or post anything about the launch, you can use the hashtag LTC book launch or LTC activism or hashtag why I mom which is M-O-M-V-O-C-A-T-E. Um, or any of those types of things, tag, lose the cape, whatever. If you share those types of things, we will give you extra stuff. And we have some other fun swag um, to give away too. Um, I was just looking at these. I, I accidentally fell into uh, this, this promo stuff on Vistaprint that I keep forgetting to turn off. They send me a promo box every month, but they did send me this big old poster of lose the cape. They sent me these cute, Cute. That's so awesome. I'm about to 
What, is there anything on the back? Yeah, they're little business cards. Oh, cute. Um, they send me some, some note paper. They send me. It's not like it's free. I'm paying every month because I've forgotten to turn off the subscription. But <laughs> it's been kind of fun stuff that they're sending to me. Notepads and note cards and all kinds of fun stuff. Anyway, so we've got fun swag to stick it in the um, giveaways to send out to people. We have t-shirts. I don't know if y'all have seen our t-shirts. But if you go to our website and click on shop, you can see all of our, um, our t-shirts and apparel. And I love them. We've got mom life. We've got mom which if you don't know what mom is, it's both a verb and a noun. Okay. You can use it either way. I use it both ways. So I am a mom as in I am a mom who advocates for, um, for my children and gets out there to try and do things to um, make the world a better place for them. Or I can mom vocate. So I can get out there. That's kind of just a word that I made up several years ago as I was doing all these advocacy posts. I was like, I'm a mom That's what I am. I advocate for moms and children. And um, so we've done some fun things with that. And um, anyway, I, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So the rule is just, um, comment on here, share our stuff, do something. And when we see that stuff, we will pick, we're going to let this linger for a couple days since our launch actually covers an entire week. <laughs> we will let some of that linger out and probably do multiple things. It is so important. Um, and, and the other campaign that we are starting is the hashtag, why I momvocate. Um, and we're really trying to get moms to talk about, I'm putting this in here. Um, we're really trying to get moms to talk about why it is that they've gotten involved, what their cause is, and, and, and what they're doing so that we can inspire other moms to do the same types of things. Um, it can be anything. I mean, there's so many things. Every day is a constant uh, need for moms to get out there and use their voices from making sure that no peanuts are in classrooms, which is something moms had to fight for really hard for a long time. And there are still people who buck that. And it's like, come on people, this is a child who could die. Let's not be ridiculous about it. But that all the way down to like a friend of mine told me that she won a battle with our um, highway department because there's, we have this weird stretch of schools that covers like about almost a mile long. You have the upper um, middle, the upper elementary school and the lower campus middle school and then a middle school. And they're all within like, I don't know, maybe a half a mile stretch. Right. But it would be school zone and then it would stop and then school zone and then it would stop and then school zone and then it would stop. And, but there's sidewalks all along this road and the kids, little kids, little kids, there's a whole caravan of like five to seven year olds out on their little scooters on these sidewalks between the schools in the morning and the afternoon, right? But um, so she basically won a, a battle, I call it a battle. She went out and, and, and made them change it so that you start the school speed limit at the beginning of the first school speed zone. And it doesn't end until you're all the way out of it at the other end, because how stupid was it that in these like, blocks you could get back up to 45 miles an hour again it was just a real failure of city planning i mean <laughs> like i you know but I there, there are so many so many so many so many so many things to use your voices about i mean there's no shortage of 
public health issues, of school issues. You know, we have our, um, there's a big uh, a bond and referendum actually happening in my area um, on election day here. And it's, it's classic, like misinformation. What happens when people are, are not fully informed of what's going on? They want to, they want to do a bond for millions of dollars to improve like um, the security at our schools and to do some upgrades on some older facilities. There is 7% that is allocated for new football stadiums and people are going nuts. They've like thrown everything else out on the thing. They're like, they're going to use billions of dollars to rebuild fancy schmancy football stadiums. So it's like, it's like all this stuff that's happening. Like it's important. Like we said before, what's happening at the local level is important and you should not just only go vote about it. But look up the issues and look up the people that are running. If you have your voter registration card, you can find exactly what school district you are, what national um, Congress, who your national things are, who your local elected officials are. Look them up. It doesn't take that long to do. There you go. California general election. You can order a book. You can go online. I mean, maybe people don't be like, California is like notorious for having like a million propositions, referendum, <laughs> really, you know, and so when we moved here, I was like, I don't know what any of the issues are, I don't know how people feel about things, and I was like super impressed that the state sent yeah. out this booklet, and not only does it um, explain each proposition, it also, um, it also um, allows representatives from the pro side and the con side to submit their arguments to be put into the booklet. That's awesome. Yeah, and so when you're reading through it and you understand like, okay, so this is why some people are against it and this is why some people are for it. And um, I was like super impressed, but I have to tell you, it was overwhelming to- I'm sure. I had to really like sit down and like focus. So um, I just did a quick, while you were talking about that, it made me think about it. Like, so I just did a, a quick Google search on what are the local, what are the issues in my local elections? And um, it came back with a bunch of stuff, but this uh, www.usa, what is it called? USA.gov has like all the information you could possibly um, know. You can look it up by your local place. Take take 10 minutes instead of scrolling through Facebook for, you know, an hour, take some time, figure out what's on the ballot. There's another, yeah, there's another website too, I think called Ballotpedia that, um, that outlines like this, it's like the same thing. You can look up your local issue, figure out what people are talking about. And I also find, you know, around here, I mean, even I have learned about a lot of the local issues at my kids' school. Yeah. It comes up at school board meeting. Yep. It comes up at PTA meeting. People are talking about it on the playground. People are wearing buttons. I mean, yeah. all new school board meetings can be so interesting, but. <laughs> <I'll say it. laughs> all right. Well, we are going to wrap this up. It's been about an hour. We, um, we are so glad to have you here with us on our big launch day. We'll be posting throughout the day, doing some other giveaway opportunities. Um, again, if you want to, um, so the Why I Mom Vacay, you can either submit blog posts to us. I'll post the link to how you can um, 
submit blog posts to us, or um, you can just post on social media and tag us. Um, use the momboquette or, or hashtag why I momboquette um, type thing for us, whatever. We're just really excited about getting the conversation going and, um, and being more a part of making this world a better place.